Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it is Northeastern head coach Kelly Cole. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, Northeastern's kind of come out of nowhere and is having one heck of a season. 12-3 and three is where they sit currently as this podcast goes out, and this is a program without a ton of history, uh, and this is their fifth season uh, at the helm of Northeastern, and just a steady build, a steady climb. I'm really interested to talk to her about building a program in Boston that you know hasn't seen a ton of success and and just how it's happened. She was a former Big Ten all-conference player. She played at Northwestern back in the day. I want to talk to her about those times. I uh, was an assistant at Harvard, at Boston College, and then took a break, coached high school for a long time as well. So uh, kind of a different journey than you usually see. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I've never talked to her. We've never met her or anything like that. So this is going to be a, uh, a new interaction for both of us, and uh, I'm really looking forward to having her on. So we'll get her on the line right now, and we'll be right back. This is The Jump Around. We are back on the jump around, and joining me it is Northeastern head coach Kelly Cole. Coach, I appreciate you taking time in the middle of the season to, to join me, and uh, I'm excited to talk about you because um, I said it in the in the open. This is um, this Northeastern team. You guys have just kind of come on strong out of nowhere, as far as we're concerned. I'm sure you kind of saw it rising, but uh, a heck of a year so far. So thanks for taking some time for me. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's uh, it's been fun, and and we're looking forward to lots of good things coming up too. Yeah. Well, before we get into your team, let's let's get into you. For people who don't know you, uh, you you were you were a baller back in the day. You uh, you got your you got your fingerprints. <laughs> it's true. I, uh, you know, you you were. Are you still a baller? Maybe that should be my first question. Can you still can you still do those things at Northwestern that got you on uh, All Big Ten twice and. Has you in the top ten in assists and free throws? Can you still do those things? I can. I can still shoot free throws. No doubt about that. Um, I tell you, if it's half court, I'm good as gold. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm doing a whole lot. I'm not doing a whole lot of full court pressing these days. But uh, but yeah, you get me on the free throw line, I can beat anybody. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. When you look back to your your time at Northwestern as a player. Um, when you were there, was was coaching something you envisioned yourself doing, or was this kind of an unexpected career path for you? Um, I don't know. I think I think coaching was always coaching and teaching. I mean, I think if if you were to say, you know, who are you at the court? What do you do? I mean, I, I think I'm a I'm a teacher at heart. I come from a long line of of teachers. Both of my parents, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. A lot of people in education, and I think that's where the basis of all of my you know, coaching comes from. I, I have envisioned myself going home after college and, you know, teaching high school and coaching at the high school level. And, and I did that for a while. Um, and, uh, but I, I think that, I think that coaching and teaching was always something that I, I knew I was destined to do. Well, you, you mentioned the high school thing and I want to get into that. You were an assistant at Boston college for a long time. And then after 2006, you decide to go to the high school ranks, and, and a lot of times you, you'll see college coaches do that, but they'll do it for a year, maybe two, and kind of transition to another school or whatnot. But you were coaching high school for a while there. Uh, what spurred the move, and, and why why did you keep doing it for so long? 
Um, because I had, I actually had children and I've got three kids. Um, one is then, so when I left DC, uh, my twins were just born. And so when I, when I left DC, I had three kids under three and yeah, <laughs> so we just kind of said, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> um, and so that, that's what spurred that's what spurred my my d- departure from BC was um, I was making a, a whole lot less money than I was just staying home trying to pay for uh, daycare. Um, <laughs> but I, I was home for six years, and then when when my kids got on the bus, all three of them going to kindergarten and first grade, um, I did a little happy dance in the driveway, hit the links, <laughs> and then said, now what do I do? Um, and I think that's, so I was out for six years, um, and you know, when my kids were young and I got them into kindergarten and then I said, now what? And, uh, and that's when I got back in at Harvard. Yeah. So wait, so you're a golfer? I am. I am. I I wish I had more time to do it, but any, any, uh, any block of time you can find me on the links. Okay. So, so you're pretty good then. Well, I, I like I said, since I've had children, okay. it's it's definitely something I don't get to do very often. That's fair. But That's before fair. children, I, I often thought, you know, I should have done this because there was a whole lot more money in golf <laughs> than coaching or teaching. <laughs> For sure, yes, a lo- yeah, absolutely, and yeah, get to be outside, <laughs> and yeah, and you control your own That's destiny. Right. That's right. Yes. Living in the desert, <laughs> playing in Florida, Palm Springs. I said, no, instead of Boston, I could have thought of a. I, I used to you know, give my parents a hard time for not pointing me in the direction of tennis or golf more than hoops. Well, it's, it's, here's here's where I am. Yeah. I was going to say it worked out pretty well. Uh, you, you do jump on it. (laughs) You jump back on at Harvard, which is obviously, uh, just such a great program and, and has such a storied history and you work for Kathy there and you spend two years and then you take over uh, a Northeastern team that, you know, Northeastern last time they won 20 wins or had 20 wins in a season. Last time they went to, the NCAA tournament was back in 98, 99. So this is a team that really hasn't had a ton of success as of late. What, what was it about the job that made you want to take it? Because, you know, again, this is just me outside looking in. I'm going, Ooh, I don't know if you can win there. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, my, I, I honestly, I mean, I think when I, before I left BC, um, yeah, I looked at a lot of head jobs and we had had a tremendous amount of success with, with Kathy there and, yep. You know, I think we've been at three Sweet Sixteens, and and we we've been on a really great run. And I had looked at a lot of head jobs and hadn't you know hadn't swung my way. Um, and so I, I think I took the head coaching idea out when I got out of coaching. And I you know said I'm going to be happy teaching and coaching, you know, at the high school level. Um, and then when I got back into it, you know, I, or when I was out of it, realized how much I just missed the competitive level you know, the, the amount of actual coaching and teaching that went into it at, at the college level. Um, you know, and so I was thrilled to jump back in and, and to be able to work with Kathy at Harvard. Um, and I and I think at that point, it was, it was a program where I got to stay in Boston. I think Boston, you know, having been here for so long, it's a great city. It's an easy, it's an easy place to recruit to. And it's a, it's a great academic institution. And for me, if you look at the places I've been either played or worked, um, you know, I'm definitely all about the true student athletes, you know, somewhere I can work with players who are, you know, great students and want to be great players. And I looked at the CIA, you know, as a conference and thought, wow, this is a conference that's competitive and winnable. 
you know, there's a lot of parity in it every year. Um, and I said, this is a program where I think we can be really successful. Um, I kept telling those silly recruits, you know, not silly, <laughs> recruits when I got the job. I, you know, this is this is a Starbucks before it, it became Starbucks. Mm. Um, it's got all the potential. We've just got we've got to change, you know, how people look at it. We got to change, you know, the the kinds of the kinds of kids we're bringing in that I think can be successful in this conference. Yes. Um, and then we had a lot of work to do just to to change the culture of the program. I think. Yeah, and we'll get to the happy notes, but uh, you say all that, and and I hear you, and it's great. But then your first season, you guys go four and twenty five, and you win one game in conference. So, so so the vision's nice, the all that's good. But then that happens. How one? How was that? Because uh, as a competitive person, I imagine it's difficult going through that type of season. But two, how were you guys able to then still still sell the vision and again? Th- there's been happier times, folks, and we'll get to that in a minute. But how were you guys able to kind of get through that first <laughs> difficult year? Well, I, I, first of all, it's a good thing I'm not a drinker because I think that would have been a really <laughs> tough year. Um, but I, no, I mean, I think you know we kept we kept our focus on you know again it was it was all about changing the culture. And I think that first year, you can correct me if I'm wrong in my stats here, but I, I think there were probably at least ten games in that first season that we lost by less than three points. So, so it wasn't like, you know, you, you look back at it now and you say, Oh, that was a four, four win season. Um, how do you survive? Um, but the group of kids I had, they were hungry for, for something new. They were hungry, you know, f- for, I guess, a, a new voice and a, a new perspective. And, and they worked hard. I mean, we, we made a lot of changes and, and we kind of had to lay down the law a couple of times. This is okay. This isn't okay. And, I'm really serious about it, um, but they, they worked hard for me, and they and they wanted to be in a different place. And so, as as hard as it was to lose, there was never a point I don't think at that season with that group that they ever stopped getting better. Yeah. And I think that was probably my saving grace is that is that no matter what the score was at the end, and we were competitive, but no matter what the score was. Um, we kept talking about, hey, we're getting better. We're doing this better. We're doing this better. And, and I think they bought into that. And, and I, I would say at the end of the season, you know, we were, we were far happier than, than you would anticipate. Um, because, like I said, culturally yeah. and skill-wise, we had made huge jumps um, in the right direction. Yeah. And, I, and I, again, I, every year between then and, and now, we just keep talking about baby steps, baby steps, baby steps in the right direction. And that's, that's where our focus is. You know, was when I started, and I think remains even today. Yeah, well, uh, just a quick glance. It looked like just 13 games finished uh, under single digits, so uh, or within single digits. There you go. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that's touche. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, we we were we were up 20 in games, and we we had a group that, that wasn't sure they knew how to win. Um, there were games that we actually just gave away. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, listen, we've got two fouls to give. Let's foul just so they don't, you know, so we're ready yeah. if we need to be in striking distance. And I had people, you know, we gave intentional fouls. We got two shots and we gave up this <laughs> ball. So we had, we had, we had so, uh, such a, a learning curve <laughs> on how to, you know, how to be comfortable, what poise was, how to think the game. Um, and like I said, every time we just kept trying to put in the perspective of, hey, baby steps, look what we learned today. <laughs> look yeah. what we learned today. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't easy. But it was it was definitely, like I said, I think we were far more pleased with the season at the end, despite the number of wins and losses, 
than we ever thought we probably would have been. Yeah. Well, and then you guys did make a big jump. Next year you win 15 games, nine in conference. Uh, the following year, 12 wins, eight in conference. And then last season, 16 wins, 11 and seven in conference. So your first time being above 500 in conference. And this year, you're 12 and three. You're in the mid-major top 25. You've got some really good wins over some some higher opponents. You beat Fordham. You go to Dayton and and beat them on the road. You you go to Florida and be an SEC school. So you guys have really come out and just taken a huge leap forward. It, was there a corner that you felt like you turned between last year and this year, or has it been just that gradual build that you kind of were talking about? Um, I, th- I mean, I think there's a combination. I think we've we've been, like I said, working on the culture, working on the mentality, working on the chemistry. And I would say the, the biggest difference between last year and this is that, you know, is, is probably leadership and team chemistry. I mean, we've, we've, we've had... I think some of the the, the talents and, and the pieces to to win games in the past and, and you know I look back to last year's tournament and think man we sh- we should have been in the championship game um, we you know we've beaten Delaware in the first two uh, you know games during the conference schedule and then we lost to them in the tournament um, and and I think more than anything else that was you know we it was chemistry it was leadership it was. You know, knowing how to get everybody on the same page at the same time and moving in the same direction, and and like I said, when you're when you're changing culture and and you know when I got here, whether it was academically or athletically, you know we we've come a, a full circle um, to to getting where we are now, and and I think just the difference is we've got some great leadership. I think you know these kids have been with me now for four years. My first real recruiting class, um, mm-hmm. and they bought in when they came. You know, I, I told them this is what we this is what we're going to be, and this is who we're going to be, and this is how we see it going. And I and I think they bought into it, you know, hook, line, and sinker, and and they are kind of that living example of we're going to be all right, and this is how we do it, and this is who we are. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between last year and this year is is just that identity and that chemistry. Well, I have to I have to give you some props too because you go back to your introductory press conference when you first take the job and uh, someone asked you what your long term goals were and you said and I quote nothing short of conference championships and postseason play. While it seems like yeah, no duh, that's everyone's goal. It, it takes some gumption to say that uh, just so flatly, and so <laughs> uh, especially when you're taking over a program where it's like, hey, it ain't happening next year. Like this is going to be down the road. Right. Um, so uh, a hat tip to you for for coming out and just laying it on the line because that's pretty unusual to hear a coach do that. You know what? It's it's funny, and I, and sometimes it'll it gets me in trouble as well. But I think <laughs> you know I I played and as a player, I don't care at what level. Um, I've got one mindset, you know, and it is always what can what can we do better? How can we do it better? If it's not working, what can we what can we cha- change? How can we, you know, if if they're not getting it this way, how can I explain it to them a different way? Um, and like I said, I, I felt like Northeastern was a place I could recruit kids that I wanted to coach. I could recruit quality kids, um, quality players, and like I said, I, I think it's 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 kind of who I am. I. I had lots of nicknames as a player <laughs> and as a coach, and and uh, and I think that's that is that's who I am. And I think any program that I've ever been in, every any program that I ever will be in, um, 
they're going to have to know that about me. Is I, I don't ever expect anything. I don't care if it's beating my kids at, you know, sorry <laughs> when we're playing <laughs> when we're playing our board games. And I wasn't losing. Yeah. They had to learn how to lose. <laughs> um, so and I think that's you know that's just kind of who I am. Is I, I'm going to find a way to to make it happen. And I think that's that's what this team is beginning to believe. Right? One of one of the players. Um, when we were having a conversation, maybe it was over the break, and we were talking about the UMass game, and I, I think that you know that, that kind of come from behind, um, last second, you know, heroics and whatnot. And one of the one of the players said, "Well, I knew we were going to win." And I said, "How come?" And they said, "Well, there was no way we were losing to UMass. <laughs> I don't think it mattered that it was UMass." But they were like, yeah, there was no way we were losing. I was like, now that's the kind of attitude yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, there's no magic except we knew we weren't losing. Sure. Um, and I and I think that's you know I think that's a mentality that's taken four years to come around. I think we forgot it over this past weekend a little. <laughs> but I think that that I think that's the mentality that we're finally getting, we're growing into. Yeah. And and I think that's you know I think that's what's making big differences. Uh, I would not be doing my job if I didn't uh, follow up with the nickname thing um so uh, <laughs> i don't know if i can say it on air <laughs> oh this is uh this is yeah no. We're, uh, no wow um no no they, no they used to call me cocky cole oh yeah, yeah they used true. to call me cocky cole like, because i was they were like it didn't matter it didn't matter if i was again i'm five four when i wake up in the morning <laughs> uh maybe that was actually 10 years ago um <laughs> but uh but that, that was, I mean, there was, whether I was supposed to win or not supposed to win, I, I had never had any intention of not coming out on top. So I like, I like that. Cocky yeah. Cole. Well, cool. Well, Cocky, <laughs> Cocky Cole joining us here on the jump around today. And, uh, oh, no, great. No, I'm great. I'm kidding. I'll, I'll my, bro- my brothers are going to kick out of that one. <laughs> well, you alluded to this last weekend, and I want to get into it. So conference play starts. You have two games at home against Elon, who, you know, as of late has been kind of running the conference. And then a William and Mary yeah. squad who's who's really been uh, on the come up and kind of followed. They, they kind of did what you guys did, started towards the bottom and, and have climbed the top. But then you go on the road, you play a much improved Towson team. Uh, if people don't know, they're they're pretty good. And, uh-huh. then, and then James Madison, who's who's been good for a long time. And uh, I know the James Madison one in particular was was tough. Um you and I were kind of talking about it before we hopped on, but um, uncharted territories for your team here. You, you've only lost three games, and now you've lost uh, two in a row. Uh, what's what's the mood? How's it? How has it been? You know, once that James Madison game ends, you go into the locker room. You know, walk me through what it's been like since then. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I've luckily I've got a really short memory, and I'm trying to push that on my players as well. <laughs> um, you know, we, we talk about bouncing forward. Um, like I said, the, the mindset and I think the trouble, the difficulty and the challenge for us right now is, is, and we talked about it after, maybe it was the William and Mary, it was one of the opening weekend games. I, and I wrote on the board and I said, and I put us right up at the top. And I said, guys, this is, who's ever been here before? And of course, none of us could raise our hand. And I said, I said, this is a place where you got to know that we've been looking at other teams up there for years. And our goal every single time we got them, you know, anybody ahead of us on the schedule was we're going to knock them off. We're going to knock them off. We're going to knock them off. So we have to understand that everybody's going to bring their A game. Mm-hmm. And we can't bring our B, B game. And, and I think, like I said, that's, that's, that's uncharted territory for us to, to not go into games. And I would say, you know, if I, after watching the films multiple times, um, you know, I look at it, I say, 
the team that we play, the team that we were in the in the fourth quarter at Towson, and we we did not play well, and we were down five points or three points or four points, um, but but I think we played. We were different. We were Jekyll and Hyde. You know, we went in there and we played. We looked and played hesitant. We played like we didn't want to lose or we didn't want to make a mistake or we didn't. We weren't sure and we played hesitant until the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I guess we'll start playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when there was kind of you know backs to the wall kind of a thing. Um, and I and I think that's the mentality that we've got to work on overcoming at this point is, you know, knowing that we're going to go out and play our game every time, no matter who we're playing. And the fact that other people are bringing their A game shouldn't bother us because we're just got to go out and do what we do. Um, and, and I think that's you know that's the message going out today is that hey we get another shot at both Towson and JMU and then we're going to hopefully get another shot at them at the championship. And what matters is March. Yeah. And we've got a lot of a lot of growing to do. We got a lot of things to learn. A lot of things to get better at. Um, but if if you know if you say to me, of course. <laughs> With that nickname, would you say to me, you know, hey, would you play him tomorrow? I'd say absolutely. Yeah. We just got to go in and actually play. Sure. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm sure JMU came into that game saying, yeah, Northeastern's not top, we are, mm-hmm. and they had something to prove. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Um. But but I think that's you know that's our challenge right now is to convince our kids that we're there because we should be there, mm-hmm. and we're winning because we're playing hard and we're playing us, and when we do that, we're really really good. Mm-hmm. But we just got to remember how to do that and to do it all the time. Yeah. Well, you you got a home stand coming up with uh, Drexel and, and Delaware coming to your home court somewhere you haven't lost yet this year. Um, your your conference schedule is unique in that you guys do Friday Sunday games. So if you win uh-huh. that if you win that Sunday game, it's great because you get the whole week to kind of live in it. But, but to your <laughs> point, you've got this whole week to be like, man, we got to <laughs> when can we play again? Yeah, that's right. And it's, but it's, like I said, it's, it's good. We'll get to practice today and, and we'll go back to some of the basics and we'll, we'll talk about the mindset and, and we'll drive them through that, you know, this is how we do it and this is who we are and, and just kind of, you know, remind them that this is what we got to get back to. And like I said, it's, you know, we sat in here as a staff this morning and talked about, you know, what's our message? How do we deliver it? What do we need to do for practice? Um, and like I said, the bottom line was, Absolutely, there are tactical things that we can fix and adjustments we can make. But more than anything else, we got to get them back, you know, locked into, you know, our goal is we hold people to 60 points or 58 points. And we certainly didn't do that over the weekend. Um, And, you know, and we share the ball. And I would say those two things, you know, we're we're a team that when we're successful, we have 21 assists and, you know, 9 to 12 turnovers. And it was flipped over the weekend. and and that's that's what we just kind of have to remind them. This is who we are, and this is how we play all the time. What is a what is a practice for you? What's that usually look like? Are you you got super high energy? What's like? What's your you know? Take me through a a, a Kelly Cole run practice. It it is high energy. Um, it's we go hard. We don't go super long. We take a lot of days off because I think mental <laughs> mentally we all need that break. Um, but it, no, it's it's we come in, we go hard from start to finish. Um, you know, we we always start off with um, we call it a like an energy drill. Our warm ups are competitive, and they know if we if they don't get the if they don't get the goal in the drill, we don't practice. <laughs> so we have we have goals to start. We talk about locking in. We talk about you know flipping that switch and mental readiness, um, and then from there, you know, we work on fundamentals. We work on you know 
drive and kick and, and break things down. And so it's, it is, it's, it's high energy. It's competitive. Usually Tuesdays are competition Tuesdays, okay. um, where we just spread out the teams, mix them up yeah. and, and let them get after it a little bit. Cool. Um, you know, and then Wednesday, Thursday are a little bit more prep, um, you know, talking about how we want to play this or how we want to play that. But, but, you know, Tuesdays, Tuesdays are, and, and every day are about, you know, what are, what are the fundamentals? What do we got to get better at? Um, and that's always our focus. Yeah. yeah, that's, I like that. I like the, the competition, a good mix of things and, uh, that's good. Um, you genuinely seem just kind of to be an upbeat and kind of positive person. And, uh, I want to go back to the CAA tournament last year when your team bus got stuck in the snow. And yeah. a lot of people might, you know, look at that and, and, you know, get, you know, get upset about it or whatever, but your team hops out and, and pushes the bus. And first off, uh, let me correct me if I'm wrong. You, you filmed your team pushing the bus, right? RSID filmed the team. Yes, I, I did not. I, I was actually sitting on the bus cheering for them. I was going to say, <laughs> see, I didn't notice you in the video. So I was going to say that's a heady play. That, that is a heady play. I yes. Was, I was working with the bus driver. I was oh, working with the bus driver. Okay. I wasn't sure. I mean, I grew up driving in the snow, I think since I was about, I don't know, 12, um, you know, I, cause I grew up in, in Oregon and we, I've got family in Eastern Oregon where there, you know, there are no people. Um, and so I grew up driving the snow. So when the bus driver decided to take the hill and then stop halfway up, oh, no, yeah, I thought maybe he could use some supervision. Okay. You know what? So that's why Touché. I stayed on the bus. Touche. You, that is, <laughs> that is a compelling argument by you. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Okay. See, I was like, wow, dude. <laughs> You can't be stopping halfway up. I don't care where the cars well, I will get you out of here on this one. Um, with your team just building and, and having such a successful year, um, if people and, and you you know you're at the mid major level, so you get it, but but you you often get overlooked. Maybe people don't watch your games as much, even if they're available. Um, give me a pitch of you know why why anyone should pay attention to you guys. Why you know when they turn ESPN three on and see your game, why should they click on that game? Why should they watch Northeastern play? Um, I'll give you two things. I think, I think, first of all, I think we work hard and I think that's, that's the thing that makes me, I probably the most proud, um, when people watch us, um, the best compliment we get is, man, your kids work so hard. Um, and we may not always be the best team, um, but we are never backing down and they do, they work hard, they try hard. And I would say second thing is we're fun to watch because we're up tempo we let the ball go. We're shooting threes, um, and and we're fundamental. And like you'll see things, and and I think people watch us play. And like that's yeah, fun to watch because it's up tempo. You know, we're we're looking to score, um, but we're we're driving, kick, and share the ball, and pick and roll. We find the openings. Um, you know, and it, it's loose. It's fun, and I and like I said, I, I think it's it's good basketball. You know, it's not it's not one on one. It's we're not watching one person be the superstar and score sixty. Um, we're sharing the ball, and like I said, when we're at our best, you know, we're, we're, we've got 21, you know, 21 assists. You know, we're, we're making free throws. We're sharing the ball. 
kids are high fiving it. They're doing little dances on the floor, and, yeah. and they're having fun playing. I think they're I think they're fun to watch because they're they're doing it the right way, and it, it is it's good team basketball. And the kids are working working hard and, and having fun doing it. Yeah. Well, to your point, Northeastern. Uh, 36.5% from three, which is 30th in the country. So one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. You're 12-3. and three. You've got a chance to, to have one of the best seasons in, in school history in, in quite some time. And, uh, again, Drexel and Delaware, a big home swing for you guys this weekend. And I really appreciate your time, Coach. And look forward to seeing you guys continue to build and, and see what you can do and, and see if you can break that ceiling into March. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. And, and we're just going to keep uh, one step at a time. Well, thanks again to Northeastern head coach Kelly Cole for joining me. One step at a time, it's been working so far. Uh, Slow and steady gains, and then this year have really flown out of the gates in a tough CAA. They're 2-2, and but uh, they'll look to build on that this coming weekend. Thank you for listening. Always iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you listen. Thank you for that. If you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, that's really helpful to me, and I appreciate you guys who have done that. You can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis. Always there for discussion and feedback. I appreciate you guys always for listening and the support. Until next time, this is The Jump Around.